Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today right here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish and Joe Ranieri covering all the hot topics in sports here with you. And if you missed Jamie Eisenberg early in the show or you're watching us on YouTube, this is hour two of our show. If you want to go back and check out hour number one, head on over to YouTube, subscribe to Sports Grid. Also click on the like button, of course, and set your notification to on. And then every day when Joe and I do the show from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, you can watch or even listen to our show. Other thing that people don't know about, too, is the audio version of the show is also available on iTunes. Just click on Fantasy Sports Today. Search for my name, Craig Mish. It'll pop up for you. Those of you who just want to listen and don't want to watch, I don't blame you. That's cool as well. And all the video outlets that we're on are Zumo TV, Pluto TV, and, of course, Stir. Those are the three spots. And I believe, Joe, that some new ones are going to be coming in soon. I I don't want to ruin it, so I'm not going to say anything. They just keep adding them up, man. It's more and more and more and more. Before we know it, we are worldwide here right now. It's crazy. Yeah, I've I've gotten used to my Amazon Fire Stick popping on the Pluto TV app. For those people who don't know, (laughs) if you have an Amazon, first of all, this is not a commercial of any kind, but If you don't have an Amazon Fire Stick, you are doing it wrong. Like they got, doing. Exactly. I mean, seriously, you need to get that thing, and and you can watch so much free TV, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Now, look, you could watch Pluto TV and Zumo and all the other things, right. and all the apps. You can watch them on your phone. I get that too, but not everybody wants to watch TV on a phone. Some people want to really watch on a television and sit at home yeah. with their family, and and I get it. Like I got a big, I got one big TV in my house too, and. When there's good stuff on TV, I want to watch it as well. And so, you, I mean, you click that thing on, you click on Pluto TV, you go right down to our channel on SportsGrid, and then boom, every single day, first thing in the morning, I see Joe and Dane on the early line, and then I chill for a little bit, and then we do our show a little bit later on. I watch Scott Farrell and yep. uh, the morning after and in-game live when there's sports going on. <laughs> Hopefully sooner rather than later. Yes, it's coming, I swear. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty uh, please. That's- <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's what we're certainly hoping for. And, yep. of course, to kind of recap uh, the, the top story of our day today is that it, it – I mean, we would have to be more optimistic today about a baseball season on April the yeah. 29th than we have been in the last two months. I mean, long we would time. have to be. Yeah, long time. Yeah, yeah, we have to be because USA Today reported essentially 
Uh, CBS, I want to give credit to CBS, by the way. CBS was the first one to report the idea of having three different sites. Right. Now, in the report from the USA Today, they weren't specific about that, which leads me to believe that maybe there are more than three sites, and that could be the case, too. And really, if baseball was smart, they could turn this thing into six or – it doesn't have to be 30, but they could turn. Nope. They could easily turn this to six or seven sites. It doesn't have to be just Florida, just Texas – and right. just Arizona. They could have it in a couple of different places. Uh, but again, that's part of the conversation. A realigned season, Joe. Ten teams in each division, of which the team that I cover here in South Florida, the Marlins, would have almost no shot whatsoever. Not that they had a huge shot in the NL East. I know they were big underdogs regardless, but now they're going to end up putting them with the Yankees, too. I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, they get no breaks, man. Kind of, kind of behind the eight ball there to start off with. Uh, I'll definitely give you that. But listen, the truth is, I think they'll be better off for it, right? Make a, make a better man there. They got to go oh, through stop. that. Mur- no, that they ain't. They want to win. <laughs> make a better man for losing 80 games. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm looking. Glass half full here, man. I'm trying glass half full for you. Oh, terrible. Uh, it's yeah. just not good. Just start playing, though. I do think eventually things will get back to somewhat of normalcy here. I I. I really do think so. I think baseball's first back. I think that baseball's could very first well back. big. Yes, I think. I be. mean, yep. this is the most progress of anything that we've heard so far, right? By far, absolutely by far. I don't know what the NBA is thinking outside of changing dates again, which is crazy. Uh, but we'll know more once we see who shows up at these facilities once they get open. All right. There's just a lot more pressure on baseball than oh, there yeah. is the NBA and NHL. I mean, NBA. In, in a worst-case scenario, the NBA and NHL could look back on this thing and say, hey, we, we kind of played our regular season, right, you know? Exactly. Like, yep. You know, and and revenue-wise, look, the playoffs is a huge moneymaker for the both. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But if they can't do it, I don't think anybody's going to look back on it and say, oh, they didn't try hard enough. I mean, they played their regular season. Baseball's got to get something in, and I think that that's kind of what they're hoping. And according to this plan, again, first reported by the USA Today, 100-game schedule. Uh, first reported by me, Craig Mish, also yesterday, the the draft is going to happen. Major League Baseball is going to do their June draft. Yep. Looks like it's going to be June 10th, uh, despite uh, any reports that say it's a five-round draft. There is still discussion about a 10-round draft, which is what I first reported two months ago, but then that was debunked to five. Now it looks like it could actually be 10. And what's happening, Joe, is that a lot of the teams that really need young players like the Tigers and the Orioles right. and the Marlins and the Giants, they want 10 rounds. And all of the really good teams, they're okay with five rounds. <laughs> they already got their players, what so they're pretty shock. much okay. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it, make, it makes some sense there, you know? Like, the teams yeah. that are not that great would like to get more players, and they have a big advantage, not just drafting 1-1, but drafting 2-1, drafting 3-1, yeah. 4-1, 5-1. So, who knows what ends up happening? I personally hope it's a 10-round draft and not a 5. But the one thing that I would say, as we talked about earlier in the show, it is pretty evident to me, although no one has admitted to me uh, to this either privately or publicly, that if if the commissioner of Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, was watching the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, put on this unbelievable draft show last weekend, he has got to think to himself, I want to be that guy for the first couple of rounds. Put me in my house, set me up virtually, set these Major League Baseball teams up uh, virtually. And even though the season may not be going on, let's give baseball fans something to watch. I think it's a great idea. It's a brilliant idea. And, yes, don't put the ego side of it. Uh, it's it's there. It is certainly there. And, listen, you got to strike while the iron's hot. There's nothing else going on right now. 
you would absolutely have a captive audience. It would certainly get people excited for uh, for baseball. And uh, I think, yes, they'll now that they saw how good the NFL draft turned out. I do think some of these teams will uh, some of these leagues will be a little bit more forthcoming with what their plans are going to be here. And, and it starts certainly with the NBA figuring out when we're going to be able to get guys inside their own facilities which sounds like if they don't move it again at least that's right around the corner as well yeah it could it could be and yep. here in uh, florida where we live some things are yeah opening up as well by the way it was interesting that the the commissioner said that there were some things virtually that they think that happened during the draft that they would carry over yes uh, to 2021 i'm wondering joe i mean i, I kind of thought like i agree i thought the draft was re really well run and if they did it this way forever i don't think anybody would care but what, what are those things that they would carry over virtually? I wasn't really, I couldn't really think of anything off the top of my head because. I, I would not get that. I wouldn't get your hopes I mean, up may, there. A lot of I money mean, involved in having that in Vegas. A lot of money. Yeah. A lot yeah, of money. Is, yeah. Plus, so, it was a it, circumstance of, of, the, of when it happened and how it happened. So, right. I mean, leave that to, I don't know that there will be. And maybe less guys show up to the draft. Maybe that, that kind of be. thing. Um, yeah, maybe so. Don't waste their time. Have them in their houses. And, no problem. And maybe treat it like a reality show. More yeah. coaches at home. Maybe more of that kind of thing where maybe a little behind the scenes, not the big war room kind of thing. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they implement and how they go forward. But no doubt. I mean, the mood of the country watching it at that particular time, you could not have asked for a better setup than less is more, certainly for that. Right. Now Cleveland it will do it next year, is that right? And then Vegas yeah, in two so years. Then Vegas that... get the back, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So and do Cleveland... I do do we still have the dream of being able to be the first game ever in Vegas in the NFL this season, or that dream is dead at this point? Pretty sure that ain't gonna happen. I, I no? don't know. I don't know if they're gonna have the uh I don't know how they're gonna they, they've lost now what a month on the construction of that. So it may be ready. I mean, depending on how fast they can get back up and running there in Vegas, uh it'll be interesting to see. It'll be close, I'll tell you that. Yeah, my wife will say no, but it, yeah, it, sounds, it still sounded like a good idea. Yeah. So well, drafts are awkward anyway. You know, the, no, I don't care about the draft. I want yeah. to go to the first Raider game ever in Vegas. Oh, yeah, well, cool. yeah, that would be tremendous. But, you know, green rooms are awkward. Oh, I don't know. I have no interest in that. I covered uh, the Major League Baseball draft. Uh, I was. I also went, I think, the was the NBA draft held in Miami? No, I don't, I don't know that it was. The NBA. I went to the NBA draft party many years covering the Heat, but I don't remember them having the draft in Miami. I, I don't think they ever did. And that's only two rounds, too. That's even that's even. Yeah, weirder. that's nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's even weirder. But, yeah, guys wearing suits who've never worn, never even owned a suit. The whole thing is just a weird, the, the whole thing is weird. You can cut the tension with a knife in the green room with these guys. It was so much better the way it was. It really was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Brett Favre uh, spoke to TMZ and and basically told TMZ why TMZ I don't know, mm. but told TMZ that nobody should be surprised. Even Aaron Rodgers, I essentially shouldn't be that surprised. He said that he had a conversation about Aaron Rodgers where, uh, you know, the end is kind of near, and there was right. you know, uh, there was reports of a lot of acrimony between Favre and Rodgers toward the end of Favre's career. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, Favre. Uh, what was the story? He didn't want to be a mentor to to Rogers. Something I don't even. Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, I look. I, I kind of, the Favre's a different kind of cat. I understand it and I get it. I know that they've made amends, and I and I think the last few years they've been really good friends and they've been yes. able to talk a lot. But uh, nobody got off. Nobody's come off worse than Aaron Rodgers since that NFL draft ended, Joe. I got to tell you, like, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer without a doubt. But when Relax. when a team what. 
when a team drafts your replacement, I don't think it's a huge deal. But the stories that are following uh, from this, it's just and, and I don't even think Jordan Love's gonna be very good. It's just really depressing God, to me. So much deep in it. I mean, Rodgers has always been a, a quirky dude to begin with, but you know, I mean, Mike McCarthy, I'm sure will tell you he's probably not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers either. It's uh it's interesting. Rodgers, uh, for years, all the talent and any time he's – I don't think he's ever been responsible for anything that's gone wrong in Green Bay. I, I'm fairly certain that uh, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find anything where Aaron Rodgers like, you know what, it's on me, it was my bad. It, everything else is always somebody else's fault, especially with Mike McCarthy. So interesting to see that this is how it's come full circle with a younger coach now. Yeah, and uh, interesting, yesterday the New Orleans Saints made it official. Mm-hmm. They ended up signing Jameis Winston. And, um, and you know, Tom, Tommy Stevens is another name that we have to yeah. kind of keep an eye on here. Like, I, I'm not even sure which direction the Saints are going, but how many quarterbacks can they play in 2020, Joe? I mean, I, I mean, could we really have a league in 20? Brady signed, is it two years guaranteed money, right? For right. Brady, no matter what happens? Okay, so Brady's going to play in 2021 unless the wheels completely fall off. He, he ain't punting $30 million, so he'll be back. But there's a chance in 2021 there's no Rivers, there's right. no Rodgers, no Aaron Rodgers, and no Breeze. And maybe no Newton, too. And no Roethlisberger? There might be a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Forgot about him, too. Yeah, yeah, like all of these... You know, super iconic quarterbacks could all be done. Yep. But, you know, what what do you think the Saints' plan is here with all of, of these guys that they have? I mean, uh, Sean Payton yesterday said that Taysom Hill is still going to play some quarterback. Tommy Stevens may play a little bit, too. I mean, what is, what, what, is Winston going to play also? Are they going to go with four quarterbacks this year? I'm going to be very interested with the dynamic moving forward with 17 games. And, um, you know, that added game in a season, I think, is going to force a lot of teams to carry three quarterbacks. It's just the way it is. And you better have a quarterback that can actually, you know, step right in and carry a team. So I I think that might have played a little part in what we saw with Jalen Hurts. I think Taysom Hill is an athlete that's going to be there um, that can play quarterback like Jalen Hurts. But you had an extra game and you may say it's just one game, but that changes the dynamic of a team in a season big time now where you can't afford to be the Jets like last year where, okay, I lost my guy and, oh, lost my – now what do I do? Now I'm, you know, I'm picking off guys off of the scrap heap. Like, you better have athletes. You better have guys that can step in. Otherwise, your entire season in a 17-game schedule now could get blown up. So I, I think we're going to see more and more three-team, uh, you know, three-quarterback teams carrying three quarterbacks all throughout the season. Yeah, it, it could be. And, look, I, I think that that's true. Maybe in a 17-week schedule, maybe yeah. a quarterback gets a gets a break. You only get two extra they, spots. I think one of them has to be an offensive lineman. You get two extra roster spots. One's got to be an OL. What's the other position that means the most? It's true. Yeah. It's good. It, it could be. Uh, tonight, Joe, it's a very big night. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, tonight, a giant asteroid is going to fly across the Earth. And we can see it with a telescope, okay. but experts but experts are saying that it's not going to hit us. Oh, now, now, ex- now, now, experts are not always right, as we know, but uh, basically, uh, I would ask you, Joe, you have any interest in seeing this uh, asteroid? And are, you wor- and are you worried? 
I find it hilarious that the government dropped UFOs are real in the news dump and nobody said a damn word about it. Now you're telling me there's an asteroid coming whipping by here, too, that nobody's also talking. I don't, I don't even want to know. I don't, I don't want to know. If it, it hits, it hits. I don't even want to know. I wouldn't want to be wrong. They, they're usually pretty good, those math guys, but I, I don't even want to know. Do you think that they'll send Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, and a team of experts to try no. and get go on the asteroid and blow up the asteroid? before it gets to us. Send one of those unidentified uh, aerial objects or whatever the hell it is over there that they, uh, they're they naming it now and, and go do something about it. What can I tell you? Ridiculous. Now we got to worry about the flying asteroids coming by. Man, the end of the end of times here, my friend, it's, uh, it's crazy the last 30, 40 days. Do you enjoy those disaster type movies, those far-fetched, crazy Love. movies, the yeah. day after tomorrow, Armageddon? Absolutely. Because um, you know, it often makes me wonder, like, all right, so it's like, listen, I it's know not I got, so bad. we got, what, 48 hours to go here? Like, where am I going? What am I doing? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, give me that suitcase full of cash, and I'm going to Vegas. I'll see you in, the, in a couple hours. It was good the, knowing the, you. The one thing that you could be sure of if an asteroid does hit, it will not hit Las Vegas. No, that's exactly correct, yes. That's no. that's that's the one place that it will keep that. alive and will keep open. Do you have any plans, yeah. by the way, to, to now that Vegas looks like it's pseudo opening back up in a couple a little of weeks bit, right i mean that's what it says like they are uh somebody had sent me a uh a video i'll see if i can find it next break of uh, okay. what they're doing in the casinos right now to kind of form oh, cleaning up and yeah. uh well the tables everything's going to look different uh slot machines everything including a lot of these blackjack tables i'll show you the video it's you oh, not gonna believe see. it it's it's yeah. un get ready for a new Las Vegas, because I'll show you exactly what it's going to look like. You, you won't even recognize it. Yeah. I mean, look, it's it's going to be a different day for a lot of us for mm -hmm. probably a long period of time. I mean, my, our focus right now here is trying to figure out after the this virtual school ends with the kids, what are they going to do this summer? But, you know, hopefully we'll be able to find something then, instead of just watching Things baseball all yeah. day or asteroids, playing UFOs. asteroids. And listen, as soon as the pandemic is over, Joe, we're going to wake up and it'll be hurricane season. Yes. I can't wait. Yahoo. We get no break. Yes, Florida gets great. no break this year uh, whatsoever. Uh, speaking of breaks, we got to take one here. But coming up next, it's time for us to take a look at our iconic stadium tour this week. And today we're going back to a college football stadium. And we're also going to hit on an NBA arena. And as part of that conversation, we'll talk about players in the NBA that are iconic for a certain reason, and that reason is playing with one team for their entire career. So we'll be right back. Joe and Craig with you here on Fantasy Sports Today on SportsGrid. Again, make sure you like and subscribe to our show on YouTube. Set your notifications on. And as soon as this show every day gets sent over to our YouTube channel, you can watch it whenever you want on demand. We're right back here on FST in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe back here with you as it's time for us to take a look at some of the iconic football stadiums, NFL franchises, college football teams, NBA, baseball. We cover it all here on the show. And um, we're going to do today, we're going to do one I think that has a lot more success in recent history than in past history. And that's kind of rare, Joe. I feel like a lot of the college football teams we've covered, Mm -hmm. when you go back and you list the national championships that they have, a lot of them are from the 60s or the 70s or the 80s. And it's just, just, it just kind of goes to show you how the last decade of college football has more or less been dominated by a handful of teams. Ohio State is always seeming to be up there winning their conference and being in the championship. Oklahoma is one of those as well. Alabama, of course. And then the one that we're going to discuss today is, you know, has two of the last four national championships. Yep, it does. And it's, uh, it, they've been really good. They were good for a while, too, over the last, you know, couple of decades here. But they've really started to shine through after a certain uh, coach showed up there, shall we say. That is true. Yes. That is true. And uh, Dabo Swinney, no doubt about that. All right. So we start off today with Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina. This is somewhere where I've always wanted to visit. A lot of people say good things about South Carolina. I've never been there before. Uh, Home of the Clemson Tigers and, of course, two college football championships over the last few years and then one back in the early 80s. And really, this is a, a very formidable, very fast team now every year in college football, Joe. And I think that you hit it on the head. Uh, Dabo Swinney, I don't think he'll ever coach a day in the NFL, but he certainly could coach the next 20 years if he wanted to at Clemson. I think he's basically earned a lifetime contract there. No, he certainly has, and uh, and winning does that. So he'll be the darling, and to, not to mention, I, from what I understand, that weight room, that football facility is better than what the pros have. Uh, so it makes it very hard when you get a 17-year-old, uh, 18-year-old looking to commit to come and play for you they walk into that building. I, I think it's got a, a, a water slide. It's got like just an unbelievable facilities from what I understand, Dabo. That's what happens when you, uh, you go on a run there. So you, sure. you, you show up in national, him and uh, Nick Saban have better facilities than most than some pro teams. It's kind of crazy when you think about yeah. it. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been to South Carolina before? I, I have been to South Carolina before. I've never, I was actually at Clemson, but way before Dabo showed up. So it, it wasn't nearly as uh, magnificent as it is now, certainly the football program. Yeah, I, I you know, went a lot around in the SEC mm-hmm. to a lot of the different places, but for some reason I never made it yeah. to. It's, uh, what is it? It's uh, The Rock there. Um, 
uh, Howard's, Howard's Rock, I think it was. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what they got. Yep, always. Uh, All which, right. Which is kind of cool because it's kind of built in a sump, so it's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I think I'd like to go there at some point. It seems like a good a good spot. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, though. Now they're, now well, I mean, look at the conference they play in. I mean, they, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's I get, it's really not their fault because right. ten years ago Miami right. and Florida State were both formidable, and now that they're, I mean, maybe Florida State will be again. Right. Maybe Miami will be again. But I mean, that that was that's the problem is that they go into the season and you look at their win total, their, their FanDuel total or their Vegas total, it's going to be nine and a half, ten. I mean, every year. I mean, they're basically predicted to lose one game or less every year because Go of the Manny. conference they play. Oh, Manny. Doubtful. Don't get me started. Doubtful. Better shot a Florida winner. Oof. Oh, yeah, I like uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Clemson's all-time great players. They're all-time iconic players. Yes, William Refrigerator I Perry. I did not know that. Wow. Right off the bat, the you came out swinging, huh? Damn. The fridge. I did not. I thought he was a in the big early eighties. Wow. No, early eighties and, and a running back. And but there he was only a defensive tackle. Wow. The fridge, the first one. Uh, Brian Dawkins, who was just an unbelievable defensive yes. back at a high level in college and yeah, in I the know. NFL. Yep. Uh, Brian Dawkins was a member of Clemson, and then a lot of recent, a lot of better players now than there were in the past at Clemson. Let's just put it that way. Uh, people forget how good C.J. Spiller was at Clemson. He was unstoppable. Remember uh, Joe when Buffalo took him, and for a couple of years he was like that 1,000-yard rushing guy, 1,000-yard receiving guy. But his career came and went pretty fast in the he got NFL. Hurt, blew his knee out. Um, it was, him and Sammy came in right around the same time. I think with Sammy, they had that pipeline going there because I believe Rex, uh, good old sexy Rexy. Uh, had a, uh, I think his son played at Clemson or was affiliated with Clemson in some way. Yeah, I always thought Spiller was going to have a good career. I would, yep. I would have been wrong about that one. I, so it didn't quite work out. I thought he was awesome. I thought he was, yeah. especially at Clemson. Yeah. Uh, okay, so of course Deshaun Watson is probably number one all time, honestly, on this list. If you get your team to a championship, yeah. if you win it, you deserve it. I think you got to be number one. Um, so. Uh, it, it's not a matter. We, we just kind of rank these in terms of era. So Perry goes all the way back, then Dawkins, and it gets more recent. Uh, Sammy Watkins, of course, was was also in that same category at wide receiver as Spiller was at running back. And, and Watkins, in the end, his career is probably on the way out in the NFL, but he put together a great career, too. And then, of course, DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the NFL right now mm -hmm. and was amazing at Clemson as well. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe, that's the list of Clemson guys. Anybody that I, you think I left off here? I got a couple of names I can Yeah, pull I mean, you know, the uh, some of the classics, too, I think, were there back in the day, too. Like, uh, wasn't uh, quarterback there? Um, uh, uh, White, uh, Whitehurst, wasn't it? Charlie wasn't Charlie, Charlie Whitehurst. Charlie Whitehurst back in the day. I think he was there. There were a couple of good uh, defensive players, too, that came back out of that 80s era. Lavon Kirkland. Le Kirkland was one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there were there were some decent there were some decent guys back in uh, back in that day, and then of course I think Mike Williams too, even from uh, yes, Mike in, Williams in, um, with the Chargers. I think is also uh, very good. And also after the fridge left, his brother Michael Dean Perry ended up playing. Oh, right. that's right. They, they had both of those guys there. That so. was I, that was crazy. I did not know that. That was very good that you came out swinging like that. That was good. Yeah. Go back in history. The yeah, fridge. Yeah. I mean, everyone remembers the fridge from the Bears, but he was a really good defensive player before he even came into the NFL. There but everyone's, of course, going to know him for the touchdowns. And wasn't um, 
Montana's favorite target from uh, Clemson? Uh, John Jerry Rice? No, tight end. What the hell was his name? Brent Jones? No. Earlier. Dwight Clark? Montana. Dwight Clark? Yeah, well, Dwight Clark. Yes, that's right. Dwight Clark. Did he I, go to Clemson? I think he was a Clemson guy. If I'm not mistaken, he I was didn't a Clemson see him on guy. It. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think he was. And uh, yeah, and also, uh, also pretty decent. He was, for sure. Yep. All right, so we go from college basketball, mm-hmm. and, and today we're going to mix it up a little bit. Normally we go to, you know, really one of the, the bigger either college programs or NFL teams, but I thought we'd do NBA today. We haven't done much NBA at all when we've gone through our stadium tour. So we're going to go to Salt Lake City today, Ooh. and we're going to do the Utah Jazz. Mm. And I had no idea that this was the name of the stadium. Honestly, Vivin Smart Stadium. Like, Delta Center is the one thing that I remember when Utah was playing back in the day, but it's now called the Vivin Smart Arena, whatever that is. And they opened it up in 1981, so, of course, the Jazz were around for 10 years before that with guys like Pete Maravich and Mark Eaton, but this is... Of course, before they opened up their new arena, which, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, Joe, 1991, doesn't this make this arena outside of like the garden, maybe one of the oldest arenas in the NBA? I mean, not many arenas were before 2000, 1991. And that big fat zero there, Joe, with the NBA championships, unfortunately. Yeah, pretty much tells you everything you need to know, doesn't it? Right there about the uh, the good old Utah Jazz. Not a shortage of great. They've had some great players. Just great over. teams, too. Jerry Sloan was a great coach, but just couldn't. It get, could not get past the West and could not get nope. uh, get past Michael Jordan, nope. unfortunately, as well. Great team, so, though. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, so let's take a look at the uh, best Utah Jazz players of all time. And you see the two guys there. That's number one and number two. How do, you, how do you have one and two there, Joe, with Stockton and Malone or Malone and Stockton? How do you have one and two for you? Oof, that's a good question. You, how would you put uh, it? I think Stockton. Uh, I'd go Stockton one, Malone two. I, you know, anytime you got a, a field general there like Stockton, uh, uh, opened up a lot of lanes for Carl Malone, that's for sure. Okay, so uh, we got Malone here, Stockton mm-hmm. two, one and two. A lot of people forget the name Andre Kirilenko, who yes. in the era that he played was, it was after Malone and Stockton, but mm-hmm. he was known as basically the best player, best defensive player in yep. the NBA for a yep. period of time. So just wanted to make sure I threw him in. Uh, of course, Jeff Hornacek is another name that was a part of all those great Utah teams. Mm. And uh, and he for sure goes on there. And then it gets a little thin, <laughs> unfortunately, over the last 20 years, Joe. Not a lot to be excited about with the Utah Jazz. No. And, uh, and Darren Williams is is uh, is probably the only name here. Darren Williams was oh, – Dar- a lot of people thought Darren Williams was headed toward the Hall of Fame. Like, that's yeah. how good he was. It was some hype. But – Never really, you know, never really put that full career together like some people thought he would. You got to go older, though. I think, uh, didn't Pistol Pete play there for? Yes, well, well, right. But before they opened up the arena in 91, we're always in that dynamic of of the arena versus versus not. But yeah, Pete Maravich was there. Mark Eaton. Eaton. Oh, yeah, that's another one. Yep. Also another great name. Yep. Utah as well. Uh, yeah, they know. I mean, outside of those uh, years, they did get some players that are, you know, retreads from other places over the time, but. You know, listen, Malone and Stockton were drafted there, played, you know. I mean, that uh, the idea of those iconic players playing most of their career, if not their entire career, with uh, yeah. with them is uh, is just, you know, that's unfortunately something that doesn't happen anymore. I think Boozer, too. Didn't, uh, didn't uh, yep. Carly, yeah. Charles Boozer was on that team as well? Pretty or? good Utah Jazz player, yeah, yeah. for yep. sure. Yeah, they had uh, corner. Would you put him at, time. Yeah, would you put uh, Boozer ahead of, of Darren Williams? 
Mm, yeah. Didn't Darren Williams force his way out of there eventually? He and did get to eventually. Or something? Listen, it, he went in with a lot of hype, man. It, you know, they expected him. But again, that was a Jerry Sloan thing at the yeah. end where Jerry just couldn't. Oh, relate. that's right. Something right. happened with the relationship. Yeah, there, right? he just couldn't relate to the younger generation. And that was kind of at the point where we started to learn Jerry was on his way out. So, unfortunately. Yeah. I remember seeing Darren Williams online in Disney World. Did just you really? Randomly oh. online. Yeah, it was like during the I NBA All Star break or something. Like beyond me. That's great. Yeah, I'm yeah, good at that. That, that was impressive. Guys. Yes. Yep. Yep. Very impressive. Oh, well, you know what? I fought along the long, along the lines of, of players playing in the same place forever mm -hmm. that maybe we would take a look at the players that have played the longest on one team in the history of the NBA. Because I thought Stockton would have been number one on this list. Have to be up there. Are you talking NBA now? Yeah, all time. Stockton played, what, 20 years? I mean, job. Yeah, I thought he was number one, and so I figured let's discuss mm -hmm. it. Okay. Why not? We have the time. So here is the list of the all-time uh, players on one team in league history. Okay, let's see what we got here. All right, so oh, as, it, as, there. All right, yeah. as, as yep. it turns out, Dirk is number one. Yeah. Wow. 21 wow. seasons on the Dallas Mavericks, yeah. Jeez. 21 Jeez. seasons. Uh, Kobe Bryant had 20. Stockton had... 19 tim duncan had 19 reggie miller had 18 and would you believe <laughs> that udonis haslam uh the only player who probably is not a hall of famer i would guess right like all these other guys are hall of famers udonis haslam joe who's still active in the nba to this day has played with the miami heat for 17 years and so if if somehow he's able to scratch out one more year that would tie him for number one all time in the Eastern Conference with Reggie Miller. With Reggie, wow! I, you Udonis know, like Haslam's been there twenty years. It really does. The fact that that's just crazy. It just feels like every. It would not be a Miami Heat team if you didn't see Haslam somewhere on the bench over there. It just feels like he's become such a uh, such a part of the fabric down here. It's kind of crazy, but even this, still seventeen years. My word, where has the time gone? Wow. Yeah, I just don't think that you're going to see any of this ever again. No. That's, that's, that's the unfortunate part of where we're at in sports. No. And I mean, if, if is there any players that could even challenge that at this point? Now look at I this mean, generation. I mean, the, the, the I mean, generation would you say, that you're would, talking about are here. Look at these guys on this team out here. I mean, that generation is coming gone now. Yeah, I mean, there just aren't many guys left. What, what would you What would you say if, if there's one player that could end up having? Uh, this amount of time played. Is there any? Is there any that come to mind to you in the NBA? I have one, and that's it. Um, no, I don't. I don't know that there's going because of the fact that, like, when you go to the next wave, right? Zion, Zion's not. Well, I mean, we're still far away from. Yeah, it I yet. mean, even Zion may have a 20-year career, but Zion's not going to spend his entire career in New Orleans. It's just not a big enough market. So, I mean, it I got one guy. It would have to be somebody that's in a market that might be able to win a championship that would provide the branding associated with it. So, well, Giannis is probably going to leave Milwaukee. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he's gone. Right. That's not a big enough market for him. So, I got, so the guy is Steph Curry. That's the guy. Yes, yes, I believe that absolutely. Yep. Steph Curry's played eleven years with the Warriors. Yep. He could finish I it there. He, he And he certainly, as a shooter, could stick around the league for at least... I mean, I don't know that anyone's ever catching Dirk. I mean, I, I don't know that... 21 I, years. I mean, is, I mean he would have to... Man. 
Steph Curry would have to play 10 more years just to tie Dirk if he played with the Golden State Warriors. That's not happening. Dirk played center, guys. He was a seven-footer. He played 21 years. It just That's just it's crazy. Absolutely crazy when you think about it. Yeah, and, and, and by the way, I mean, forget about the NFL. Like, even in Major League Baseball, like, the only player that you would say has a chance to even come close to this would be Mike Trout. I mean, Trout started his career with the Trout. Angels. And Trout would have to play basically another 10 years to even sniff this. So, I mean. Yeah, I, yeah, no. Not, that's an all thing of the past. Ain't never going to be. Never going to. Maybe Mookie. Oh, no, that's right. Sorry, Boston. Yeah, the old days. Uh, Cal Ripken and George Brett, uh, Robin uh, Yao, Mike uh, Schmidt. Jeter was the last of that generation. Yeah, yeah that that's was it. it. I mean, I can't. Uh, after he retired, I, I think that was it. There, there ain't nobody else got down that path, that, that kind of thing. So how many how many years you think Curry gets to with Golden State? He's got ten right now in the books. Eleven. I'm sorry. To, I think he'll get to fifteen, sixteen. I think so too. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I yeah, think maybe, he'll stop playing when they stop being competitive. As long as they're competitive. Well, this year they weren't very competitive, right? Well, but when coming now they're going to have the number one pick in the draft. They they That's got true. Clay. Cut. Yeah, they're going to be fine. Like go, don't sleep on gold. This this sucks for it so many reasons off. for Le- LeBron and and uh, and Balmer and and the Clippers who kind of pushed all their chips in the table and didn't see this coming, yeah. but. Meanwhile, Golden State's like, oh, we're getting healthy, guys. We'll, we'll see you again next year. So, All right. With that, we'll take a quick timeout on our show on FST. But don't go away. we got plenty more to come. Craig and Joe with you here on Fantasy Sports Today, right here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. We're back after a quick two-minute timeout. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this quick break. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the Fanatic. This 
is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. And welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show. We're here Monday through Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you catch our show. If not, make sure you check us out on demand. And you can catch Joe in the mornings with Dane Martinez on the early line. Of course, the morning after, right after that. Then our show a little bit later on. You have Pharrell Coast to Coast. And, of course, you have in-game live Diamond Bets and all the great programming that you have right here on Sports Grid. Before we get back into the sports conversation, have, Joe, have you picked up any new hobbies during this time that you that you've basically been relegated to your studio for 20 hours a day? I know that that's been a big part of what you're doing. It seems like you've become more technically savvy, perhaps, yes. than you yes. ever have before, learning new things. But is, has there been anything... Like, what are you doing when you're done with the shows every day? Like, what, like, are you just passing out, or what, what is your routine at this point? Uh, you know, what I do? I think I played a little, um, um, no, pretty much works. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what, uh, what I might have done. I actually had a chance to play, like, a Madden football game for the first time. Wow. It feels like 20 years. So I uh, on what I, what system do you have? Uh, PS4. So uh, I'm sorry, you not like PS4, it? Xbox. Oh. It was an Xbox uh, that I played it on. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay. uh, yeah. My I've, son has an Xbox. So I have found, in fact, that uh, you know, since we did all the computer things here now, sure. Um, that any sort of PC, Microsoft PC, also has. If you've got a really kicking computer, it's a million time better game than on the Xbox. A so. million time better game too. Not to mention the players are also. I played a little NBA 2K too, so kind of kind of dove back into it and uh, brought me back to the day. But then I, you know, then it, 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 the better of me, you know, I started betting these 16 year olds, and then they, oh, they, yeah, gosh. I was like, all right, all right. you know what? Maybe Look at you, shame on you. Time for me to walk away. Time for me to walk away because they started talking crap, and then I started beating them and tried to throw money down. It was I saw. I was like, you know what? Now I know I don't play these games anymore. I'm good to go. No, especially away. against them. It's yeah. interesting. It's interesting that MLB had their, or they still have it going on, their MLB The Show tournament where they pick yes. one player from yes. each team. And I saw so you my, posting that as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah, yeah, because what happens is it's my son who who really enjoys watching it, and mm -hmm. he's begging for a PS4. I'm gonna, I, I bought an Xbox thinking that that was going to be what he wanted, and now, of course, a year later, he's begging for the PS4 because he wants no, no, to play no, MLB The Show. They don't have it. The five will be out next month, so don't hold off. Is that right? Yes. Yep. The new five is a million times faster. But they don't they don't have MLB the show right now for the Xbox. Nope. So we have RBI, RBI That's twenty. Right. So we've been playing that. So he every night now, so he asked, he's like, Daddy, can I sign up for a Twitch account? Okay. I'm like I'm like, what do you need a Twitch account for? You're not a gamer. It's like, well, I wanna go I when I when I watch these games, I wanna be able to to chat with the players. So I let him sign up, okay. and he was watching uh, the Marlins pitcher, uh, Ryan Stanek, play okay. every single night. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, you know, goes online, and he logs into the Twitch account, goes on the Xbox Twitch account, because the great thing about Xbox is it has all the, I don't know if PS4 has this, but the Xbox has all the apps. Like, they yes. have the App Store. Yep. So you, Pluto TV, as an example, is is, 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 is is on the Xbox. Same so, thing. you know, we yep. can watch everything there. So it's yep. really cool. So So he downloads the Twitch. And he creates his own name. And then during the game, mm -hmm. you know, my seven-year-old son is, is chatting. Great game. And go get a hit. And you know, bring this guy in and bring that guy out. So it's like, I mean, to think that 
this is, I mean, it's obviously the wave, it's not of the future, it's the wave of the present. Like, I've never gotten into it. I'm not really interested in watching other people play, but it's a whole entire generation of people that do because they respect them so much, and I get it. Yep. But it's amazing to me to see this play out, and I'm glad you told me about yep. that PS5 thing. Yeah, so. it'll be out next month, and it's everybody's uh, waiting for it because it's a... It's basically a ass-kicking computer now, which is what it's coming out for. It's all black. It's going to be wait another month, and then uh, he'll be beside himself when uh, when that comes through. So yeah, well, I mean, look, if if we're still locked down here for another month or two months, we're going to have to, you know, figure something out. Yeah, well, I'm going to get you a thing. I, I got it. I'm waiting for it to be delivered because what a shock they were all sold out. But uh, the new uh, Oculus uh, Quest, the virtual reality games. If you have not, uh, even being able to watch a movie in virtual reality. You'll have uh, to tell me how that is. Is something that is going to blow your mind, Mish. Absolutely. Is it for TV or just for the computer? No, nah, it's no, it's all self-contained now. Now it's basically a computer built inside the headwear. So you put those, uh, you put those uh, glasses, that, uh, that head thing on, and you are in a whole different world, right? A I, I could use it in a whole different world. Exactly. Right you want to talk about escape, man. Wait until you get. Wait until you put this thing on. Wait until you put this thing on. You'll never yeah, watch a movie the same way again. Ever. I've I, I've always. I mean, you know me from setting up this stuff technically. Right. Like I'm I'm not like where you are on a scale of one to ten, being a nine or a ten. Um, but I'm also not a one. Like right. I'm 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 somewhat savvy with it. Like I understand how things work. It may take me a little bit longer than right. than somebody who's really up to date on tech. But I, I I'm aware of what's going on. I have most of the latest stuff. But uh, what I don't have sometimes, Joe, is a lot of patience. Patience to do it. is a big thing. That, yes. That's such a hard thing with this element of of yes. of this. And fortunately for us. And for me, doing an audio podcast very similar to how we're doing the TV, it was a right. pretty easy transition. But having essentially my my studio turned into now a real studio was not something that I anticipated didn't see that happening. Coming, did you? Didn't see that <laughs> I coming. did not. No. Yes. Yeah. No, I didn't. I mean, yep. we started off just doing uh, radio, and now Sports Grid, of course, is doing 24 yep. hours of TV. So, um, you know, having a TV background uh, certainly helped helps, as well. Yes, exactly. For yep. sure. All right, so uh, moving on to a couple of other uh, topics for today. Joe and I earlier in the show talked about the Las Vegas Raiders yesterday. A uh, late story broke that four more workers, unfortunately, Joe tested positive uh, for COVID-19. Yep. And, um, you know, certainly, you know, I would love to be at that first game, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not filled with optimism yeah, yeah. that it's going to be played in, in Vegas if they can't yep. get this thing built. No. What, what are the other options for them? They're going to have to go back, though. They're going to have to play nice and at some point. And, and I think they've – I'm sure those talks have already – and that deal's already been cut behind the scenes that if it can't get done. They have the same issue in L.A. I, I don't know what they're going to do with the new Rams and Chargers stadium, too, uh, because they, too, are under, uh, you know, extreme quarantine there, and nobody's working on those, on those sites either. So both were close to completion and were expected to be completed by the time kickoff came, but – at this point, I don't see where the Rams or the Chargers are going to be playing uh, in that new ballpark either. Yeah, you also, by the way, should post some of the video that you have in Las Vegas of, um, maybe not on this show, I'm saying just in general, yeah. of, of yeah. the people that are getting ready to play uh, table games in Las Vegas. Joe has some great video of, of, of them basically setting up where essentially it looks like you're going to get gas at one o'clock in the morning where you have to reach to get that, you know, between the glass and essentially get your cards where they're, uh, instead of having five 
is it five or six people at a blackjack table? Six? Six people, yes, yeah. Okay, so instead yep. of six, they have four, and there's yep. a glass partition. Yep. And uh, Darren Rovell also uh, reported yesterday that every single person walking into the casino is, is going to be tested, uh, if they you know, thermally tested to see if they have fever or not. And anybody that has a fever above 100.4 has to go through a secondary uh, type test. But the one thing that I've never understood, now listen, I think that this is great. Mm -hmm. It's first of all, they, sh they should absolutely be testing for fever right. for everybody. But the one thing that I've never understood is out of every 100 people that are going to go to these places that end up having fever, that they test that have fever, there are going to be 20 or 30 that know that they did. Like, I've never understood that about my kids' school. Like, how can parents send kids with fever yeah. to school? How could you consciously? go about your business when you are sick. That's never made any sense to me. Now, look, I understand that there's that 24-hour flu. People get sick every once in a while, and it happens. You try to go about your business, and, yep. and, and some people have to work. But if you're going on vacation or you just don't feel well, like it, I cannot imagine if I had 101 fever that I'd want to go anywhere, but yet these stupid people are trying to go in public with this, and so hopefully this will shut that down. Yes, exactly correct. But that's always, you know, you, it's that uh, that workers mentality. I mean, I think we're the only country in the world, right, that only gets two weeks off a year. Uh, you know, is vacation time. Most other people uh, in other civilized uh, nations around the world, they usually get you know, a few more time off. So everyone's like, ah, oh, I only got two weeks off. I'm going on vacation. I don't care, sick or no sick. I don't care. I'm doing it. I'm not taking my sick days. So I'm going. That's just been the mentality to this point for a lot of people. I don't see that happening anymore, quite honestly. I don't know that they'll let you through the door anymore at work if you ain't 100%. So uh, I'm sure it's just not going to be Vegas that's going to be ripping out the thermal Probably scanner so. soon. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned vacation. You, you know, uh, when my vacation was scheduled uh, for here on SportsGrid, this coming Last Monday. Week? Oh, okay. Monday. Monday. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that was, that was been a vacation for you, Mish. I don't want to hear it. That was when my vic we were going to plan on going somewhere and doing the whole thing, and then this happened, and I'm like, what's the point? So you, you know, were going to go a month into baseball season? You were going to take off, huh? That was it? Well, yeah, get through the draft season, get through the first month, mm -hmm. and then and then take a week off. Then yeah. take a week so, off. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, usually I take a week off in July and take a week off in May. That's usually That's what I try right, to yeah. do. July is, the, is a good time because um, – it's, July it's, is the only it's slow. Time. It's yeah. the all-star break. You know, like you know, last year I was actually in New York for that. Um, you know, my, my daughter goes to a, a Broadway camp there every year in nice. July. Very and nice. so we go up there, just hang out for a week. And then usually it's it, like spring training, covering all the teams, getting the fantasy previews done, get through that first week of uh, or that first month of April and then yep. May. Yeah. And then May usually just like take a week off. Like usually the Marlins will go on the road at some point. Yeah. They go on the road. I go you know, vegetate or we go somewhere. So theoretically, That's we it. would be about what? 20 a month. games in? 25? What, a little bit more, yeah. More Close that, to 30. A little more yeah. into the season of the 162. So the, May 1st, let's say, what are we, 30? So we're 132 games is what uh, what would have been left from 162? Correct. So we would have been Correct. about 30 that, games in. That, that, that's why the only realistic number at this point as a maximum for the season is 100. 100, right? Yeah, by the time yeah. they get on there and get ready. And again, I don't know, is three weeks going to be enough for spring training? Miss? I, yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, and they're gonna, not going to have a choice. So. so even if they started in May, you're still looking at close to a month of getting set up 
So really, June at best would be the, uh, I, the I, start time. My, my, get, my guess is that they'll have spring training opening on June 1st or 2nd, something okay. like that. All right. So, And then three weeks, and then the season would start like last, last week of June, first week in July. Yeah. Yeah. And then a, a month of no fans, just like off the top of the table, you right. know, just like done all of July. And then, and then we'll see. And, you know, maybe, maybe August is a chance. Fans are coming back. I mean, I don't know when it's going to be, and I don't know how it's going to be, but fans are going to come back to all sports. As I've said, the biggest concern I have is for college football. Yeah, you know, that's and that's I don't the, think uh, it's going to be a concern of people wanting to go. I know there are some people like, oh, who's going to want to go to these games? Yeah, you kids watch. in college, you you eighty thousand. There will not be yes. any seats empty. None. Yes. yes. Uh, you just watch how many people show up to games here. It's they're going, especially now the people. And I know this, right? We see this here in South Florida. People are tired of being quarantined. Like they, uh, whether it's right or not right, they're tired. I mean, look at the beaches in California, by the way, over the last week here, guys. You don't think they're tired of being uh, told? It's, um, they're getting to that point where they're like, all right, we're on the right side of the curve. Let's get the, let's get the ball rolling here and try to get back to some sort of normalcy. And the first game that opens up that allows fans in, it'll be, it'll be packed. It'll be packed. I mean, it very well could be baseball at this yep. point. We, we we just don't know. I mean, yep. the baseball has the stadium, so that that could be the uh, that could be the option for that. Uh, you know, we we have a couple of different uh, quarterbacks uh, getting ready to become free agents, in both Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Uh, is is this going to be a timing thing where where Watson potentially becomes higher paid than Mahomes because? You know, he gets traded or goes somewhere else and signs a long term deal. Yep. Because I, I'm thinking that. Both players have a chance to make at least $40 million a year, and 50 is not out of the equation. Now, remember, in the NFL, some of the years are not guaranteed. So Mahomes could sign a seven-year, $300 million contract, and only $100 million is guaranteed, and yeah. it's the first you know, two or three years. So, I mean, are we headed down that direction, you think? $40 million? Is yeah, that a- it's coming. I mean, you're talking about both guys coming up for that, that fifth-year option kind of situation here where this is it. So at this point on, the Kansas City Chief and the Houston Texans are no longer going to be able to get that kind of quarterback help for uh, for the kinds of prices that they're going to have to pay now because the next step is, you know, Trubisky. And by the way, those fifth-year options are coming up. It's the first week in May, I believe, a lot of these teams have to decide if they're picking up the options or not on some of these players. Trubisky's included in that draft in 2017. Um, and I Jamal Adams just got picked up, of course, by the Jets. They're finally doing things the right way. Uh, so he'll he'll play and they'll work on a long-term deal. But I don't know what the number is for like if I'm Kansas City, I don't know how much ketchup you got to sell in order to be able to pay uh, Mr. Mahomes there because the number is going to be astronomical. And now to me, it'll be interesting to see it. To me, Deshaun Watson's taken enough of a beating in five years here that he's like, I'm going to pay. I, I ain't taking a hometown discount. Give me my money. Mahomes, how much does he want to win? Because he's got to know by taking fifty million, they can't. You ain't gonna be hard. You ain't gonna. You know, Tom Brady did a lot of things in his career. The number one thing he did is a lot of winning, and he took a lot less money. That's right. So Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade did the same thing. Same thing. So what do you want? I can't wait to see now that he's tasted it. What do you want to do, Patrick Mahomes? Because if you're taking fifty-five million a year. Not saying you're not worth it, but you're also now telling the world that winning, winning may not be the, be the only thing on your mind. 
Yeah, well, Dak Prescott will get the ball rolling, so to speak, and then after that, he's uh, like, listen, I was a fourth round pin. You ain't paid me nothing, so I get him. Thirty I mil. It. Yeah, right. Yeah. I get. Yeah, it. Listen, Dak yep. Prescott's going to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL until Watson does his deal, and then he'll be the highest. And then when Mahomes does his deal, he'll be the highest. It's, That's the way that this is going to play wait itself to out. See how they do it. Can't wait to yep. see how much. Yep. And we won't have any of that. But what we no. will have is another day of Sports Grid and another day of fantasy sports mm-hmm. today. And so we want to thank Jamie Eisenberg from CBS Sports and CBSSports.com for coming on our show today. Really appreciate him and his participation on the show. Uh, Later on in the week, we'll have Gray Albright back in the house from Razball.com. And tomorrow on the show, we'll cover everything that's happening in sports. Many updates to baseball, football, basketball, even hockey. Whatever's happening, we cover it here for you on FST. For Joe Ranieri, I'm Craig Mish. Make sure you catch Joe tomorrow morning on the early line with Dane Martinez. Make sure you stay tuned a little bit later for Coast to Coast with Scott Farrell. And we'll talk to you tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern right here on Sports Grid. Have a great day, everybody. See you. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.